Hello, friends, listeners, people around the world. Welcome to the Right Right Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. And before we get started, a few announcements. Um, For the month of February, we are going to be covering um, sex and erotica and romance in fiction. And so the content of this month is going to be... sexual in nature. And if that's a thing that you are uncomfortable with, or if it's a content trigger for you, uh, then we recommend skipping this month and hitting us back up in March when we'll be talking about something else we haven't decided yet. Um, But if sex, romance, and erotica are your cup of tea, uh, stick around because we're going to have an awesome month of conversations um, that, you know, get a little bit steamy. So without further ado, this is your weekly pep talk on living the writing life. And season three, episode five is romance, erotic romance, and erotica. My name is Elon. I'm John. And I'm Craig. And this month we are joined by Marielle Smith. Uh, Marielle, would you please introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me uh, on the podcast. I'm excited. Um, who am I? This, I hate that question. I do so many things. Uh, well, I think most importantly for this show is that I write. And I write mostly young adult fantasy. I'm working on a sort of coming of age story right now. So young adult romance, I'd say. And I'm working on my first romance or is it steamy romance, or is it erotica uh, novella series? So that's really exciting. Um, th- so yeah, thank you for joining us. We're super excited to have you. Um, I know very little about the romance space, or the erotica space, or the erotic romance space. Um, t- truth be told, my familiarity with the genres extends to. Um, a series of comics that I've read and uh, the stylings of Mr. Chuck Tingle, which is not actually serious uh, erotica in the sense that it is um, mostly political commentary in the form of clever titles in which, you know, like pounded by my handsome ghost boats or whatever, like cool, there, there is sex in that, but the effect is not for the sex so much as it is for the absurdity of it so um i am as green as green can be in this space and what's really cool about this is that we have different levels of experience in terms of readership and uh authorship so we have craig and john who um have a erotic romance publisher and craig who is an accomplished uh erotica writer and we have marielle who um from what i gather from our previous conversations reads a fair amount of it and uh, is on the beginning of her journey. And then you have me, who, like, has never read any of it. But I've, I've, I'm, I'm curious about how... about the intersection of romance with the things that I do read, because in a recent episode of Writing Excuses with Piper J. Drake, they were talking about the fact that romance plot lines in other stories um, are a mechanism for bringing readers into romance or bringing romance readers into other genres because if mm-hmm. you have like a, a fantasy with a strong romance plot and you're like damn i really like that romance plot then maybe you'll start reading more fantastic romance or if you're reading romance and it's a thriller that's a romance and there's really strong thriller elements you're like i, I love this thriller thing what i didn't know that and so it's a way to um to bring readership from what is undoubtedly the biggest uh 
cash cow and chunk of readership in the world right now, which is romance, uh, into the rest of the genres that we all love. So I'm going to do a lot of shutting up, starting right now, and I'm going to ask the big question, which is, are the romance genres as we define them a spectrum? You know, is it a just like a like a gradient that smoothly transitions from romance all the way through steamy erotica? Or uh, are there clear groupings and delineations? Like, is there a border between uh, romance and erotic romance? Um, so uh, I, I'd love to toss this to Craig first, because this is your area of expertise. Um, but anyone who has a thought, feel free to jump in. Uh, sure. So I just wanted to say that I will be gentle with your first time in this Thank new you. genre. Thank yes. you. It'll, it'll be a good experience. Don't worry. Uh, so yes, romance is very much a spectrum. I hesitate to say that there are clear groupings because there's such diversity within the genre. You have everything from sweet romances, which end with maybe a kiss, maybe a marriage proposal, but there's absolutely no sex and there's really no mention of genitals. And then at the other end of the romance spectrum, you've got uh, romance where they have sex a lot in the book. Uh, and then beyond that, you've got erotica, which has less of a spectrum because you have to have sex in erotica. But still, there is a spectrum in terms of the diversity of sexual expression within erotica. And I don't mean just romantic pairings. I mean things like they might just have sex, like no kinky stuff. It's just they have sex. And then you can have extreme kink and you can have fetishes and things like that. Um, but within romance, which is more where this question was um you get pretty much all of the genres of general fiction in romance you've got historical romance thriller murder mystery uh fantasy science fiction pretty much anything that exists outside of romance also exists inside romance um and that would work as well with the degrees of eroticism within like that you'd still would have those uh, the mixture of those subgenres of main, main uh, and genre the one fiction. key difference, jumping ahead a little bit, one key difference between erotica and romance is who the main character has sex with. If there's sex in the novel or the book, because with romance, it's not there's not always sex. In romance, the main character has sex only with the love interest, like the other main character. There are some exceptions. There are always exceptions to every rule. Uh, but they only have sex with each other. In erotica, that may also be true, or they might have sex with like a million different people, uh, because in erotica, romance is not necessarily the main thrust of the story. Sorry to use thrust, uh, but yes. Whereas it in romance, fits. okay, yeah, yeah in it, romance, it does fit. That's good because yeah. you don't want the thrust to not fit. Yes, that's true. And we said we'd be gentle. We did warn. We did warn. <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually, so that that brought up a question that um, I didn't even think I would, I, I hadn't even considered this side of things, but paranormal romance is a massively popular genre. Um, and books like uh, Twilight, the Twilight series, feature sex, and they are very much in line with that romance um uh, that romance um, rule that you just stated about uh, the the character only having sex with a love interest. It's also very clearly not about the sex, despite the fact that um, 
I, I will admit on the air that I have read all of the Twilight books and that I did so in a week. Um, I was, I had just gone through like a terrible breakup and uh, I went back to, I came back to the States. I was, I like flew to Europe, got broken up with there and then returned to the U S and I was just like a mess. Uh, and I was living with my brother and his wife at the time and she likes YA romance. Um, and so she gave me the Twilight books and I just like gobbled them up. And I was like, look at this. Here is a damaging relationship. This feels familiar. Um, but like the sex is implied as like really uh, aggressive and like fantastic and just like magical, but none of it is described. And so there is an, uh, like an erotic implication, right? Like there's this whole thing about, um, and spoiler alerts for Twilight guys, um, <laughs> which I don't think anyone uh, cares about or hasn't read. But like um, there's the whole thing where uh, Edward and, and Bella finally do it in their, uh, on their honeymoon and he's so enthusiastic that he knocks her unconscious by banging her head against the, the headboard. And she's like, it was so good. And then I passed out. And that's like a little rapey, which is definitely not okay. Because like, don't, don't yeah, do that's that. That's the only thing that's not okay about Twilight. Uh, well, yeah, the Twilight, yeah. the Twilight books are just like a mess. Um, <laughs> yes. But like portrayals of sex are problematic especially in me mega popular fiction so like i would i would i would submit that like 50 shades of gray does not portray a mature and responsible uh dominatrix or domineering relationship in fact it, it displays a very uh damaging uh patriarchal and uh abusive relationship and there are ways to to portray positive relationships with kink or with, uh, you know, with, with differences. Um, and so I, I wonder if there's something about, like, romance and erotica that are kind of compartmentalized from popular fiction that has these elements in it. Because I feel like there's probably so much more and there's so much better examples of healthy relationships or... Um, positive sexual interactions that exist within the world of romance. I'm sure there's also the stuff that's like really horrifying because fiction is fiction. And it can include everything. Um, but I, I'm sort of just wondering like if, if, if any of you can comment on why you think it is that these instances of sex and romance become so popular when there's so much out there that might be better in terms of its portrayal of sex. Is that a crazy question for another episode? No, I think we can cover that pretty quickly. Um, I think that the reason those unhealthy sexual relationships are in very popular books is because it's all fantasy. And people have some pretty kinky fantasies in mind that they sometimes won't admit to and so the idea of having such passionate almost violent sex that you know is not going to end in like the death of someone does have a certain erotic appeal um, and like you say there are definitely lots of examples of very healthy sexual relationships and romance but those ones are not the ones that get media coverage because everyone wants to slam a book especially romance uh, romance has some very fantastic writing in the genre, but people don't talk about it because it's almost 
for non-romance readers and writers, it can be embarrassing or shameful to read or write romance, so people don't like to talk about it. But they love to slam it, so they'll slam Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are problematic sexual relationships in there, but it is what people want to read. Yeah. One one thing I want to throw in there is it's it's kind of an case a case of what you're talking about, uh, and I've learned in editing and working with um, some authors who write MM. So MM is male male, and MM is not the same as gay fiction. No. Uh, it's not the same as gay erotica either. It, we, we've learned this the hard way uh, by uh, thinking they're sorry. the same. Sorry. Now, <laughs> now there's an interesting thing. It's very similar to the kind of Twilight or Fifty Shades effect. Um, the, the biggest demographic of readership for MM is women ages 30 to 50. Like in that, in that age range, most often the authors are female writing for themselves and therefore writing for the readership that they're a part of. There's even instances where male authors will write this, and they will choose female pen names so that it looks like a woman is writing it. And so it's, a, it's kind of a perception thing. Um, and the, the way that sex is depicted is not authentic to gay sex. Uh, the way you'd see if, if a gay man wrote a book about gay life and gay experiences vastly different than what you see in mm erotic romance um it's what it what's happening there is like what craig had said there is a fantasy that this that the the group of readers have mm -hmm. of what two men are like together and they are, they write for each for themselves so if a, if a man came along writing about gay life it would be different from their fantasy and i've seen that happen numerous times uh with some authors who are male and are writing more like it would be more marketed to gay erotica or mainstream G, uh, LGBT fiction, right? Um, and and so it's important to, to to do that. And that's a much smaller market, though. There's not as hmm. many readers. I do want to jump in here mm -hmm. on the subject of uh, women versus men writing MM or gay pairings. Um, quite often, I see online. Um, gay readers criticizing female women writers for writing gay relationships as mm -hmm. specifically for it not being realistic. Mm -hmm. And I don't buy that criticism at all because all fiction, no matter what genre, is fantasy to mm -hmm. some element. Um, and with MM Romance, it is women writing what women want to read, primarily. I mean, always exceptions. It's women writing what women want to read, and that is completely 100% valid. And if men want to write what men want to read, that is completely valid as well. No one should be excluded from writing what they want to write. I just wanted to get that in there because there is a lot of criticism on the internet, yeah. and it's unfounded as far as I'm concerned. I think that that's just like a good, like you can you can expand that out into the, the wider world, which is like you might not be mm -hmm. the audience for something and that doesn't give you license to uh, roundly criticize it and, and say mm -hmm. that it is objectively bad um, because that your opinions are necessarily subjective and will always be. So get over yourself. Um, I would like to hear uh, from you, Marielle, 
like what what your experience has been like exploring these boundaries between romance and erotica um because before we started recording you were talking a little bit about how uh as you experiment you're kind of like i what what is the line yeah, is what, am I doing? what do i do yeah. what am i doing yeah, yeah so please tell us more about that experience yeah it's more like um that like in romance you have in would just say your sweet romance just like you know they'll hold hands or that they might not be sex it's very like i cannot read that stuff by the way that's just not my genre um but then there's also of course steamy romance but then i always wonder where does steamy romance end and where does it become erotica and what greg what you just said that sort of made sense to me uh, that there are these that there are these rules um but i've been reading so because i want to um become better at this um, I've been reading Romancing the Beats by Gwen Hayes, um, and she says that all romance, th th there's a rule for romance, and she's very, for her romance seems very broad, like it can be anything, uh, so it, for, for me it feels as if she is including erotica, and then she says for her the rule is whatever you do at the end of the short story, novella, book, the people, have, like the, the uh, love interests have to get together. Mm -hmm. So there yeah. has to be a happily ever after, and so that's most that that's mostly my concern is that how, because that is one of the things that I find most annoying when reading romance, um, is that sometimes it's very short and then I, I'm not convinced that now they found each other. Like that's yeah, not it's like really a, how it's life too goes. Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, so for me, and I'm always like I, I totally agree that readers. You know, readers want to read certain things, but for instance, when I read *A Twilight*, and like I, fi I only read the first one and I finished it in 24 hours because it is written in a very good pace. Even though I wasn't happy with what I was reading, it was still a really fast book to read. Yeah, it, um, it is yeah. extraordinarily good at getting you to turn the page. Yeah. So what I then do is, if I don't like particular things about the content. I want to write against it, so I want to write a better story. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully there's an audience for that. So that's what I'm trying to do with this romance, or what is it, erotica. I think I think Sheena calls it lesbian porn, so now I don't know what we're doing anymore. Um, but we're in the early stages, so we can go all way, we can go in here uh, with it. Um, yeah, but so for me, understanding these rules and where you can break them, that is very important because I'm the plot that we're having now is that they will end up, but not until the end of the third novella. So we're breaking the one romance rule is that at the end of the first, there's, there are three arcs and at the end of the first arc, they've been together, steamy romance, but not, they're not together for a particular reason. And then there's a second novella and they get together again and then again, it doesn't work out. And then it doesn't work out until the third book. So I'm wondering whether, so because my my romance writer friends, they tell me that I'm wasting my time because this will never sell. Uh, nobody wants to read this kind of story. So I'm curious whether that has to do with it not being a romance, but an erotica story, or because romance is really just, there's no, I mean, we all want to know the rules so we can break them, but maybe this one rule cannot be broken. How do you... Uh, you can break the happy ever after rule now and then. Um, there's actually two ideal alternative endings. One is happy ever after and one is happy for now, where it might not last forever, but they're happy for now. Even then you can break that. Um, a sad ending is called a bittersweet romance. Um, that might mean that they split up at the end or some other thing. 
Um, the vacation however, ends and they get to just vacation. remember each other. Yeah, and so they're still in the vacation scenario. There might still be good memories and good stuff that comes out of it, even if they're not together. The That's other thing exactly is, our plot. Yeah, nice. and the other That's thing exactly is if it. you're yeah. if you're writing a series. Um, and people know it's a series and they can see hints that it will be a happy ever after at the end if they could only just get together and realize how much they love each other. Um, readers are more willing to go along that journey with you if they know the ultimate ending at the end of book three is going to be a happy ever after. So you'd have to telegraph that pretty obviously in the first novella, like that this is going to work out, but it's going to be rocky. Get ready. That yeah, kind of thing. and so... Yeah. At the end of the first novella, you could have, I mean, they're not together at the end of the first novella, so you could end with something like one of the characters really pining for the other and, like, really wishing they could be together. That's one mm -hmm. way to do it. John might have some... Well, I mean, it just, Marielle, as you were talking about, um, about your curiosity with the project you're working on, I was thinking about a, a title that uh, Craig released. It's called The Go-Go Boys of Club 21. And Which I read. I know it. Okay. So, so yeah, like using that yeah. as an example, it was exactly originally that. released five parts. Yeah. And mm -hmm. although, the you know, initially upon release, you know, you're going to get hit or miss. Like anytime you serialize something and it's really more like the five parts together as one, that the reader holds that and reads it through, you're going to get the whole arc. Whereas when you're releasing yeah. it in parts, it's sort of just, it's par for the course that you're going to get those people who they wanted to read that one thing. It's like, I wanted it to be over. I don't want to have to read more. And, and you know what? You're going to get, you're always going to get mm -hmm. people who lo love what you do and hate what you do. And that's just how it goes. But the nice thing is if you've got in mind that this is a series, it's going to be done. And in the end, you can bundle it. Um, and you know all the story arcs are together, that works. And like in Go-Go Boys, um, like each story, I mean, there, there's a, always was like a sense that there's more to come. It's not over yet. This is building. Yeah. And and you, so if, you, if it's not resolved, at least leave hooks that it's kind of like a chapter, end of a chapter hook, where you end the chapters like, what comes next? Damn it, I need to read the next thing, right? And if you mm -hmm. do that, in a way, then, then, and don't take too long to release the second book, uh, then, you know, that's, they're at least not going to feel like the story was just dropped, right? And I think that's where, where the, that, that's worst criticism you'll get, if you just kind of didn't know where to end it, so you just, I'll stop here, and then I'll write the next one. But if in your mind, you're, you know, or if you guys are planning, you, you have a structure to each individual one, then... And everything John just said uh, is under the assumption that you're self-publishing. If you're planning to mm -hmm. submit to a publisher, you would need to submit it as a series. Right. That tells the publisher how the series is going to end because they are mm -hmm. looking for that happy ever after. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you make it clear in your query letter, that yeah. should be fine. They might prefer to bundle the whole thing as one giant novel yeah. um, rather than release it separately. Different publishers do different yes. things. It's going to be would some it... kind of indie thing. In mm -hmm. the uh, yeah. in in that space, in in the in the romance traditional publishing space, um, can you submit a treatment or a synopsis, or is it much more common to be like, here's all of the manuscripts? Because I know uh, that romance is a, is a genre. Sorry, I interrupted, but yeah, no, that's um, okay. it's 
I know that it is a genre that expects uh, very quick turnarounds um, in terms okay. of production um, mm -hmm. and very quick release schedules because uh, people read these books very quickly. Um, they're not designed to be, um, from what I understand, they're not designed to be very um, opaque. Like it's, it's, it's a quick read. It's very, you know, effervescent. It's super exciting. And um, you should be like sweating to turn pages kind of thing. Um, so is the submission process, is the expectation that you submit completed manuscripts or uh, can you do the thing where you submit a, um, a treatment or synopsis? That uh, depends on the publisher. It tends to be smaller publishers want to see the whole thing. And that, I think, partly because of limited resources. They have to know that you have a book ready to go. Uh, bigger publishers, it all depends. Um, I know Harlequin right now has an open call for submission where you just have to submit the first chapter and then a synopsis for the rest. And I want to say it's Karina Press. There's another publisher. Karina is based in the UK, for. right? Maybe. I, th I have a I have a, a friend of a friend of mine writes for them. Uh, okay, she that, has rings, a, that rings ongoing. a bell for me. I, I think I've heard that. Yeah, so yeah. right yeah. now they're looking for um, high-intensity adventure MM romance series. So they want the synopsis of a series. You don't even have to submit any writing, as far as I know, from the brief snippet I saw on Twitter. Uh, so it does vary publisher to publisher. That gives me an idea. Anyway, um. uh, a friend of mine, another author, uh, sent that Karina uh, submission to me. And am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course. We did okay. warn people, so I she think, described yeah. it as this like high intensity adventure MM. She described it as Hardy Boys Who Fuck But Not Brothers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, <laughs> that's a good pitch. Um, is that the pitch for th for that author's story or the uh i think uh, she wants me what to the pitch. call is uh well the, the call is for an adventure series with two male leads that have a lot of sex i could also so they see would be like, like a group and it would remind you of the hardy boys mm -hmm. but they're not like actual brothers they would just be a group S that would yeah so yeah. scooby-doo fan fiction where uh What's the guy with the ascot's name? Is it Fred? Freddy? Freddy? Fred? Frank? Something with an F. Played by sure? Freddy Prince Jr. anyway in the movie. Nice. So Freddy Prince Jr. and Shaggy get down, and then uh, Thelma and the redhead. I don't know. I do not know anything Burner. about Scooby-Doo. So I, I don't even know why I went for that. Um, so... Uh, I, I, and if it's a uh, in a particularly sexy part of Smashwords, Scooby-Doo might get involved as well. But don't oh, include yeah. this in the <laughs> podcast. No, well, also, I was actually yeah. thinking about the one where the Harlem Globe... You know how the Harlem Globetrotters were regular guests on those shows? So, I like, that, that's... That. Anyway, the Harlem Globetrotters, if you're not familiar, um, are a... Uh, a basketball organization that specializes in like basketball tricks so they can spin the ball really well they can do all these cool like you know things and they would show up and they'd be like the harlem globetrotters and they'd be like throwing the ball at each other and it was all very goofy uh but like you know it's like a bunch of basketball players that could get pretty hot mm -hmm. um so uh anyway that is that is a delightful uh, image um there was a question 
I had a burning question and I've kind of forgotten it. Um, so what I'd like to do instead of asking it is to, is to sort of ask, so Marielle, as you're exploring writing in these genre, in, in this genre, and you want to write, are all three of the novellas steamy or is there a steaminess factor that changes? So like, is there a gentle oh, yes. romance? Is Good there an erotic? Cause like, I want to, the question that I want to get at is if the experience of writing these things is different like fundamentally as you work mm-hmm. um, because Craig has mentioned that when he writes erotica, his writing speed is super fast um, because it's a necessarily fast experience to write the the sex. But is that different from writing romantic stories? Is that different from writing um, erotic romance? Is there a difference in mindset? I'm sure there must be, but I want to kind of get at what that's like. That's a very good question. Well, for me, so that's so what we, what we, what I'm trying to do with my friend is that um, basically we've been trying to like co-write something for a while now, and we weren't sure what to go with. Um, and I found myself plotting all these kinds of new projects, and she was just jotting down random scenes, but she didn't know how to plot any of it. So I was like, okay, so I have an, I can write plots. But for some reason, I don't have the patience right now to sit down and sort of, you know, get into the head of my characters and do the work. And she had the opposite. Like, it was very easy for her to pick up random scenes from, I don't know, where they come from. Um, But she didn't know how to turn it into a story. So I was like, well, let's try this then and I'll plot because that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, And then you fill it in. Now I get it back and I expand on it and I, I'm also an editor, so I'll edit it immediately and then she gets it again. And so that's how we were, we're trying to do this. Um, but we're in the very early, so she's doing the first draft now, so we're in the very early phase. Um, but the plots are very easy for me, but, of course, but I'm not sure whether that's because it's, it's not sweet romance. It's definitely either steamy romance or, or probably even erotica. Um, but I, so my other big project is, is a young adult fantasy. So that's a very complex plot. So that's, that takes loads of research, loads of time. Um, and here the research is, okay, so which tropical island is it? You know, so that's the, that's the level of research. And so where do they work? Oh, oh, and they live in this city. So what's the central station called again? Okay. That's the basic level of research that yeah. you do. Um, so it felt really fat. Like I had the first plot, I think, in 24 hours. Also because it's cool. a novella. It's a novella. So my fantasy is, of course, six times as long, my books. Um, so I'm not sure whether, and I'm not writing it yet, but the plot was very easy for me. But also because you sort of know which notes you have to hit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they meet and then there is tension and then, you know. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't, yeah. yeah, one thing I like because I know you'd mentioned before you weren't sure is this erotica? Is it ero- very steamy romance? Where do you draw the yeah, line? I, and one, one, I mean, there's two things. One is I remember I, something Stephen King um, I've, in his on writing book. I really liked what he said that when you write your draft, write with the door closed. So, in other words, you don't even think about what it is or who's mm-hmm. going to read it and then revise with the door open. So that's when you would yeah, worry about that. Um, but just to throw out there regard, regarding uh, what erotica is, at least my understanding um, of it, is that generally with erotica, it's more about the sex experiences. 
not so much about a romance or see in in romance what's happening it, you could think an it's like an ana analog of and you say take genre fiction you've got a hero and you've got an antagonist conflict is all about the interplay between them that has to get resolved in romance those are substituted for the two love like the love interest and the pursuer right that's hero that's antagonist there has to be some kind of resolution or it's that that's the same as a book where mm. the villain isn't yeah. defeated right here the the conflict is will they get together or not and that's the stakes right and so like that's romance it sort of has that structure erotica not necessarily like i've seen um erotic erotica books that really are well done it could be like somebody's uh experiences off in the navy where everybody is getting it on you know and it's like, or on a big boat each chapter is just like 10 sex scenes <laughs> it's like it's like taking you right in there and it's sort of that's why you're reading it you want to it's like page by page you're just you know you know i guess what I don't want. I, I'm trying to be careful here. But I realize I don't have to. You know, like one-handed reading stuff. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. You, what's weird is that your the points you just made reminded me of the question I had, which has I don't think anything to do with what you just said. Um. The question that I had from earlier, which was, we were talking about endings and whether or not they must follow a certain form in order to qualify as uh, like digestible, uh, enthusiastically digestible romance. Um, and I was curious about if the rule can be broken such that the main character, um, there isn't a resolution in terms of the relationship, but there is a resolution in terms of personal identity, um, either because, yeah, that's what we're going for. Yeah. either because that's they're heartbroken exactly and they learn about what yeah. they want from the world or because yeah. they realize that, um, they're kinkier than they thought they were and they have to sort of reevaluate how they look at themselves and the world. Or if they're just like, you know, I... I don't love this person and that's okay. Like, is that, are those kinds of things acceptable or are they too, like people just kind of want people to like get down and then like each other? I think it can be done. You have to be very careful in how you do it. Um, and you have to telegraph through the book that it might not be a happy ending. I'm currently working on a book that um, has five couples in it it's a big book and one of the characters is going to die before the end of the book um so that's a big no-no but i'm going to set it up that maybe they're not the most perfect couple but the surviving member of that couple still gets a huge uh personal growth arc that comes mm -hmm. out of that relationship and the death of his partner and then i follow i'm following it up with the sequel to that book, which is all about him finding his happy ever after. So it okay. is sort of massaging the rules. Mm -hmm. And no, that's you know, exactly what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just something that comes to mind recently, we watched a movie. It's called Call Me By Your Name. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. So good. Like, mm -hmm. it's uh, like really? I didn't I, think any movie was going to. Right now. What's that? I, I, I just, I saw, the, I saw it, and then, and the next. I bought the book, and now I'm almost through the book. Oh, like, okay. I had to read it. I had to read it. I didn't realize yeah, there was yeah. a book. Okay, that's... I mean, I'm assuming... The, the Yeah, like, the thing about that, though, um, you know, not to spoil it for anyone listening, but that, to me, really is a good example of where it's not a happy ending, but that wasn't the point of the, of the story. The story was about, like, that kind of 
period of in your youth where you have these experiences that you're going to look back on forever and how how can you like live the most in those moments they're just going to come to an end like that to me was the theme and the message and that shone so clearly and so the ending was really tragic and was, I, I apparently there's there's going to be follow-up yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah sorry yeah. that's great yeah yeah but that's a, that's a really great example yeah mm -hmm. um but then of course but then genre wise this was not a romance Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be more of a coming of age. But it is very yes, romantic. Exactly. But yeah, I, I mean, that just goes to show that when you're trying to assess what is this thing you're you're writing, yeah. like um, just because sex is can be a sex and romance itself can be a big element doesn't mean that's what the piece is. And that sort of you yeah. look have to look at the overall theme, like what is what is it that you're that's coming across in the the main character arc and the plot and. And you know, like that'll help. That that's definitely more of a revision thing. You you write it out, and there's multiple directions. Is this something you're gonna? That's erotica, and that's really what shines. Well, then you would hone it accordingly, right? Um, but uh, I mean, there. Yeah, well, that... I've read some. Yeah, I've read some of the first draft, and I think Sheena's like absolutely certain it's going to be erotica. Just in her first draft, like how she mm -hmm. goes. The main character is looking at the world. Sex is very first in her mind. So I think it will be erotica just because that's how she's writing it now, which is interesting. Yep. Um, yep. But it's for, like, but I'm, this, that's the thing. Like, I'm wondering, can you then afterwards bring in that it's more romantic than we thought it would be? Mm -hmm. Because it starts out as this sort of, you know, bad breakup, a forced family holiday, and then there's this person who can help you get over that bad breakup. But then what if this person comes back and you're meant to be together? Yeah. So what if they're more than just this sort of playing? Yeah. That's like a so that's we'll, a story we'll, that's we'll true about life. Yeah. Like that's just a thing that happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the fling that never ends, and then you're like, oh my god, I'm married in yeah. a fling. That's um, exactly what I want to write. I want to write less Disney and more. Yeah. This is um, just how it goes. Uh, so we're right at the edge of the time for the episode, but I would like to close with one final question um, that came about at the very end of this this conversation, which I think I'm pretty curious to hear the answer to. Uh, for those of you who have worked on Erotica, so this is uh, for, I suppose, John and Craig, since you're working on your first piece, Marielle, have you ever worked on a piece that you intended as erotica that you'd intended as romance and then as you wrote it because of the focus that it took you realized that it was actually a different genre i think what i'm working on right now is a case of that um in my head it's totally erotic romance it's a follow-up to gogo -Go boys of club 21 which is an erotic romance but it's tending to take on a bit more of an lgbt fiction genre to it but it is loaded with sex. I mean, I'm going to have, I want to say, about 30 sex scenes in the book. So, like, there's a lot of sex in it. Um, but I think it, the tone of it is a little bit more LGBT fiction. In terms of, like, it's about relationships and... It's about relationships. It's about and the, family. And the gay experience. Yeah. Um, it's about coming of age. It's about uh, growing into who you are. It's about mm -hmm. um, finding meaning in life and all those sorts of things um but i would still classify it as erotic romance 
but it definitely has a general LGBT fiction edge to it. But that's interesting then, because now we're talking about erotic ro like now we have a new genre, erotic romance. What we started off with is there a line between mm -hmm. erotic and romance? Talk about erotic romance. So that's interesting. Hmm. In so terms of the, uh, what is that then? Yeah. Yeah, I think the listeners are going to have to listen to the rest of the month to find out a bit more. Yeah, we're yeah. going to follow up more. I think next we definitely episode. are. Yeah, more more case studies. Indeed. So, okay. with that, thank you, podcasters, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And uh, come back next week and for the rest of February, where we'll be talking about this topic. <laughs>